So I will always, I always write dirty things to him. I always send him dirty suggestions. Always, always, always. And if I really thought about it, no, they're not going to come true because we actually really have a real life. Like things just get in the way on the flip. And that's me because I think men need that. Just like I, this, this might be, this might piss you off, but I do think that in a relationship, I think like sex is something that a wife should do. And oh, a man should do, so a husband too. should do too. Oh, I, I think yeah, it's got to be both ways. No, no, we agreed on that. The, the cookie. Oh, the cookie. Right, oh. right, right. Okay, good. Yes. The cookie. Everybody, that's right. We both agree that everybody should get a reward. There's a whole bunch of reasons, but it's just because. No, I meant like in a frankly, relationship. Bad like, sex is not something I'm going to go chase after. So hopefully I'll, you know, if I ever get in, you know, if I ever meet somebody who you know, likes me halfway, yeah, I'm just going to bang his brains out. But, you know, that's another story. <laughs> so. <laughs> my daughter listens to this podcast Welcome back to the Woman Podcast. I'm O'Malley. This episode, Annie and I discuss how the winning bidder of a dinner with Large and Willie Cologne couldn't even start to keep up with the guys. We weighed in on a question from Am I the Asshole for booing at a gender reveal party. We talk about single parenting and why KFC of Barstool is dead on about kids. And we talked relationships, talking dirty, and how young is too young. Enjoy. I put the beer out front. So when he jumped in the shower this morning, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll go and help him. I ran downstairs. I put all his, like his Jamaican patties or whatever he had in his car and his beer in the car. And I, and he doesn't like when you touch his bag, like his, right. his, the bag, the one I'm using now, like today I got, I'm lucky enough that I get to use his laptop because he left it home. But yep, I said, listen, sure I, I said, I put all of your gentlemen's Friday stuff in your back seat. Like I said, I put your, but I didn't say, but not your jacket and your purse, whatever side <laughs> bag, whatever he calls it. I didn't say that. So he just took it as I put all his stuff in the car. <sighs> and I feel bad because, you know, I, I do feel like so you if meant, I hadn't like the said food, that, he would have. The food stuff. Yeah, you, so I the, have all your gentlemen's Friday stuff in yeah, the car. And the, yeah. Okay. But he took it as I put all your stuff in the car, which I can mm. totally see. So it, it is my fault because had I not said anything, he would have just grabbed his bag, grabbed his beer, grabbed his, you know, his uh, food jacket and left. But because I said, I put your, but I did, I, even though I said, I put your gentleman's Friday stuff in the car. I mean, it is my fault because in his mind now I put your stuff in the car, you know? So I, I, I do. I think, I think that's the nuance of knowing each other for so long that even though you were trying to, you did something really great and nice and a lot of people wouldn't have done that. And I, as you're describing it, I'm like, oh, I so would have done this too. I would have like, organized done everything yeah but he doesn't um, like when you touch his bag right probably and because I, of this reason because he's gonna be like if something's gonna go missing it has to be on his right yeah. like I did my like I did the we did the woman pod 
last week. I did it down here mm -hmm. and it was perfect, right? And I used his laptop, but that's the first time I've used his laptop in probably the last three episodes I used, I, I filmed from upstairs. You were upstairs, yeah. I had like all these contraptions around my windows. Mm -hmm. So I went upstairs and I said to him, where's the plug, the, um, you know, the power source plug, that way I can charge it. He's like, it's in the bag. I'm like, it's actually not in your bag. And um, he's like, well, what did you do with it the last time you used it to record your, your podcast? I'm like, oh, here we go. Here I, we haven't, go. I said, unless you haven't charged your laptop in three weeks, because I haven't used it. But it's because I do use it at any, so it's almost better for me to never, because I mean, you can go back and look, I've been upstairs at my computer for the last three. You sure have, yep. So I haven't used his laptop, but I, in his mind, he puts everything, everything has a place, everything belongs, you know, when you're done with it, put it back the way. And I do, I'm very meticulous about putting his stuff because I know he's like, and I know I'm not, I know I'm severe ADD and it drives him crazy. So in his world, in his life, I have to stay out of it because I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up for him and I know I will. So, you know, just because I have a reputation for not being organized right away when there's no power source, it's my fault. I think that's the, there's an, another point of this is you guys have been married for over 20 years and there's, there is the give and take of every relationship. So on one hand, you've got things like this morning, but man, you are his, I mean, that use that term, the ride or die. Like you, you come swooping in, you come, I mean, like we didn't talk about it. Um, oh, we can now. We can now. <laughs> Well, everything's out there now um yeah that was bad um so you know you have been there you know he's famous for saying oh annie brings a bag of extra pants and this and that like you are like his you know like you, you come in and you change tires you make I sure do. clothes you you're you're like you come in you swoop down and you you save the day much like what you did last friday yes i did i got the call <laughs> the bat phone rang i love this story i heard so it much i answered it and as i started running around the house i'm like i took the kids to dinner i did everything i had them all set up and then i knew i was going to meet the guys at arturo's because mike said why don't you come by meet everybody and get to meet this guy chris he seems like a really good guy he was he was up he was very positive on it he was very up to it and um, I was like, yeah, sure. So I knew that I had to get everybody fed, showered, and ready. That way, when this, you know, Mick babysits, I can set everybody up and and go out like a, you know, like a like a, a gentlewoman. And um, <laughs> I get the phone call about an hour and forty five minutes earlier than I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. So when Mike calls me up, he's like, "You got to come now, like now, like not tomorrow, like now, like leave now." So like you should be here already. Yeah, and. I, I, it was, I think it might've even been on text. So as soon as I get the text, come now, immediately he's throwing up on the table. I read it kind of out loud because you can't not read something like that out loud just because you just can't, like you just react. Bridget bursts into tears. She, I mean, tears start shooting out of her eyes. I'm like, what? And now I'm thinking, oh, what could possibly go wrong more than this? guy throwing up on a table at Arturo's, Mike being out of his mind, incensed, and now she's bawling. What could, like, what could pop, because now I can't go. You know, I understand that the bat phone rang, but my baby's calling, like there's something wrong. Bridge, what's wrong? Oh, this poor man. 
He got so sick. He spent all that money on the animals, and now he can't even enjoy his dinner. This poor man, poor, poor Mario, poor daddy. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, all right, Bridge. This guy did it to himself. This guy did it to himself. 100% hands down did it to himself. He drank too much. Daddy's angry, so I got to go, you know, eliminate the problem. We got, we got, just got to eliminate the problem. So she's like, oh, (laughs) he got drunk, like dirty (laughs) drunk. I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, he's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, she's like, go. Just just learning what we have all known along all of us. (laughs) So I run upstairs. I get, you know, I get, I grab him a sweatshirt because I'm like, ew. This guy's got to be, I mean, he did spend 12 grand. Obviously he got ahead of himself. Obviously it was, I got to assume nerves and anticipation and just, I can't imagine anybody doing that. I can't imagine anybody being that successful and then doing stuff like that. So it had to be out of character. So I go upstairs, I grab a sweatshirt that's still in a bag, like wrapped up. I grab, you know, mothers have like the paper bags from the supermarket, but then they put the plastic bag inside it. (laughs) So I got the container store bag with stop and shop plastic bags inside it with a bounty roll inside of that. I bring a thing of of armor all because I love my armor all and I got my Windex and I jump in the car and I leave. I leave at 840. I don't get home till like two o'clock in the morning. I drive over. I know there's a, there's a, like a back door to our tour. So I pull up alongside of that outcome. Like I see the door fly open. Mike comes out. The hands are going in 70 different directions. He's all angry. Next thing that happens, this guy stumbles out. I don't even know how he gets down the stairs. I mean, without falling, he's in the, he's on top of a bush. Willie wraps the guy up. Like almost like almost like someone with a cotton candy machine. You know, they twirl the, the, the stick yeah. around the inside of the sugar. That's what Willie's doing to this guy's head with a with a tablecloth. With, with table he cloth. wrapped this guy up in like a burrito. And then he put some, I don't know if he he had to have picked him up because I don't even know how the guy bent in half. And oh no, Willie picked him up. <laughs> Willie p- puts him in the car. I mean, the guy pissed himself. Yes. The guy threw up all over his front. I mean, he was a mess. The I drove with my I drove like I had a mask on. Because the smell in my car was just uh, was no. just so bad. No, it's so bad. It was so bad. I mean, I have kids, and I have a three hundred pound husband. This was worse than anything. I've. I, uh, I'm sorry. I need a minute. Uh, yep, it's okay. It was, We're both uh, It was so bad, so bad. Willie goes back inside because he sees my reaction. My eyes are tearing up. I'm so grossed out. Willie goes back inside, grabs another tablecloth and puts it over the guy, like tucks him in, like, you know? So now I'm like, Willie did that. So, and, and you, you know, he had, like, he got shit on his hands. Like, uh, (laughs) sorry. So I'm like, Mike, you're sitting in the back with him. You're sitting in the back with him. I'm like, because I'm telling you right now, he starts to get sick in my car again. If he starts to get sick, you're putting his face in the fucking bag. I am, he's not throwing up in my car. There's just, it's not happening. And Willie, God help him, wrapped the guy up and took, like he took one for the team already. Now it's you. (laughs) He's like, I got it. I got it. So Mike sits behind me. He's, Chris is behind, behind uh, Willie. Willie's in the front with me. And Willie's just sitting there. And I'm like, you know, we're not saying anything. 
Like no one's saying anything. I got the radio on. I got all the windows wide open. I mean, Chris is talking, but we have no idea what he's saying. And they're like, do you know how to get where he's going? He's going, he, I got to bring him back like 15 minutes away from where we are. So I'm like, yeah, I got this. I know where he is. I know every back road because I got to do a hundred, right? Like I can't stay on the main road because everything is 35 miles an hour. So I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing like the booze cruise route. You know, like we're, yep. going, we're going off road, back road, through backyards. <laughs> I get him to the, I get him to the hotel where he's staying at. These two jump out. They get him out of the car. Like one has to like get his feet, one, like they have to stand him up, right? They prop him up. They take off the towel, like the tablecloths, right? And they throw him out. They throw him in the trash out front because he can't walk through a hotel lobby like this. Like it's an, it's like a really nice upscale hotel. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching them. Like I, the sight from the back of these guys, plus the fact that this guy pissed himself was just like, I, I had to take a picture. So I get like two or three pictures, right? Mm-hmm. They go inside. I'm watching. Now, it's a sight. These three of them. All of a sudden, there's like a like a Hasidic Jewish something, like convention or family reunion or something. But they're dressed to the nines. Like these people have money. They don't dress like like people like going to the Oscars would. But these people have a lot of money, and they dress for for their culture. They have these gigantic babushkas on their heads or whatever they're called. I don't know. <laughs> Like get Willie stop and they're just in a sea of Hasidics. It was the funny. <laughs> and as they're looking around, this guy falls to the right. Like, I'm like <laughs> it was so funny. And like Mike's like, oh, and he catches him. And like the people at the hotel are like, you know, very polite. How can we help you? They're like, this guy. You know, we're just, we're just bringing him to a room. I'm like, you got to get him a wake up call. Like you can't just put him in the room. Like they're going to find him three days later. I'm like, you got to get him a wake up call. So I'm yelling now. So they're like, oh, you know, they do what they got to do because now they've had a bunch of drinks too. Like Mike and Willie, large and Willie aren't like, you know, (laughs) so British judges. So now I'm like, all right, they're going to be a while. So I jump out of my car and I, now I spray everything. I got to spray everything. I got to get my, I got my Windex out. I got this now. I jump out of the car. Also, I turn around, my car's gone. <laughs> I, first time in, honest to God, first time in 30 years, I did not put my car in park. Swear on my, swear to Christ. First time in 30 years. When I was I so found eager. Out you left it in drive or something like that. I, I left it in drive. I yeah. never... I never put it in park. I, t- I swear to God, I get my Windex, my bow day, I turn around, my car is gone. It's like that movie, Unstoppable, because I got this, you know, Yukon, this extra long Yukon. I turn around, I'm like, where the fuck am I going? It's like down the, the driveway. I'm like, holy shit. I'm, r- I'm booking. I got these like four-inch heels. I'm running. I swear, whoever gets the video of that, that's, cla- I'm th- imagine if I fell. I jump in my car. I put it in park. I get in park. I'm like, because my door locks. As soon as it, you put, it's in drive. As soon as it starts to go, it automatic door locks. Yep. But I never shut my door. I mean, I just, I just slipped out of my car to get my, like, you know, I just slid out. I turn around. I'm like, holy shit. I stop it. Honest to God, a foot from like this gigantic Mercedes, like stretch, like vehicle that these Hasidic family reunion all came in. <laughs> I would have broadsided the guy. I, that's how, that's how turned around I was. And I am not one who is easily frazzled. 
but this had me, this had me twisted because I could see that like, I've never been in a situation where I know how to handle Mike when he's angry or just, a, but I didn't, I don't know. I've never been in a situation where I had Willie, you know, like I don't, I just don't know. He's, he's, I've, I've known him, you know, a year and a half, but you, you don't know someone's limits. And yeah. I just certainly don't know his. By the way, Willie's calm as a cucumber. I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know if some one thing was going to set him off and he was going to be like, because he is extremely respectful. He's extremely aware of other people and, and making sure that everybody's cool. He likes to be, you know, a hundred with someone, mm-hmm. but, and he was very much so with this guy, Chris, he was very hands-on, very like, is a human being. He's a mess. He's out of his element. I got to get him safe. You know, and then once he's safe, I'm sure Willie would have no problem ripping into someone, but his first priority. But on the flip side, what he did at Arturo's was just, you yeah. know, yeah, um, it was really just inexcusable. And and he's taken all the, believe me, he's, the, the guy has, I probably should have prefaced with the whole, this guy has gone above and beyond what he needed to do to make things right. Like, okay, he, he, reached, out, on- he reached out you know, profusely. And he was like, how can I make this better? I'm like, I'm cool. Mike's cool. Willie's cool. You got to square up with Arturo's. Mario at Arturo's and those guys are our number one priority with a bullet. Make sure those guys are taken care of. Right. So, um, so that was, that was, you know, my prior. And he did, he really went out of his way to make sure that those guys knew that how apologetic, he was extremely apologetic. He was, he was all over him. So I get back in my car. I put my car in reverse. I back up to the front doors. <laughs> it takes me about, you know, 45 seconds because I'm all the way down the driveway at that point. Um, I get back. I, I honestly got, I, they were in there for a good 15 minutes. So I, there wasn't a part of my car that I didn't clean. I had everything spotless and then I had it detailed the next day. So it was, it was, you know, between me and the local Ridgewood auto wash, we were good. You know, I sat back down. I got back in the front seat. I tried to center myself. I did one of my Swiss 30s. I had to get my uh, glutathione back yep. on track. <laughs> I was like, if there was ever an ad for Swiss 30 O'Malley, right now would right be the now. perfect time because yeah. I did. I might have, I'm not going to lie. I might have done two swishes <laughs> to bring my focus back to center. But, um, and I really did. I keep it in my car. Yeah, you t- you've been I, um, telling me how you you take them everywhere. So. It's it really it's it's and it's a pretty bottle, the pretty yeah, white bottle with really the swish dirty, the the hot pink label. It's very feminine. I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, so we get back. So now I'm like, they're like, what are we gonna do? Like, what should we do? Willie's like, it's not even nine. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you exactly what we're gonna do. We're going back to Arturo's. They're like, oh, should we go? I'm like, yeah, we should go. Like, yeah. we have to. We have to go back to the scene of the crime. We have to go make sure that. But this is the best part. We get back to Arturo's. We're sitting at the other end of the bar now. They've cleaned everything and, you know, they've, they've cornered off that side or whatever. I'm talking to all the girls that work there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. They're like, what are you sorry for? You know, the guys had it under control. I'm like, they're right near an exit. I would have kicked the guy right out the door. Like the first signs that he showed of being off i would have opened that that emergency exit and i would have kicked him in the chair out i would have shut the door <laughs> i would have been like oh excuse me and i would have walked around the front to find him about a minute or so later but um they're like no no it was fine it was i don't know the gentleman's name the waiter that took care of it but they're like he was on it he took care of it so anything if anything speak to him i was like perfect I, i'll definitely do that 
They're like, yeah, we were, we were, um, you know, they moved to this side of the bar as he's cleaning. And all of a sudden we called him over the waiter over. I'm like, you called the waiter over in the middle of it. She's like, yeah. She's like, there's like, now there's five attractive waitresses that work there. They're like, yeah, we had to know what Willie was wearing. He smelled so good. They're like, we were so happy that kind of happened because now Willie was on our side. The girls were in love with Willie. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Willie kind of knew it because they, like he was, he was, he was feeling the vibe, but these girls were digging on him and they're all so sweet. Like, you know, yeah. um, Jackie's one of the waitresses who have been there forever. And she's like, he smelled so good. And then like a couple of the other girls are, you know, they're old, like they're older than me. And they're like, mm-hmm. if I was single and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were all crushed. It was so, even the mother was like, um, um, Arturo's wife, yeah, Nicolina. She was like, he just smells so good. <laughs> wow. We've got to get, we've got to get the lowdown. On oh, that. it's Tom Ford. I, Tom believe me, I know Ford. they all, found, they, they called the waiter okay. over from right. cleaning up the vomit section of the restaurant to find out what Willie's cologne was. All right. So, funny? you know, if any, if, you know, anyone's out there and they just want a cologne, that's gonna, a cologne from Willie cologne. Exactly. That smells really, that smells really good. Oh my God. It was so right. funny. So then we were there for a while and then, um, you know, it, it's, it was time, like it, it was time for us to go. And they're like, what do you want to do now? I'm like, well, I'm not ready to go home yet. Like I'm just getting started. <laughs> it's only 10, the night only 11 just, o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to one of the local Irish bars in town, McMurphy's and we stayed there till about one thirty. Nice. It, it ended up being a really fun night. We had a good time, but man, that was, uh, that oh. was interesting. <laughs> wow. Like I've known the story. And then of course I listened to Barcelona breakfast. So I heard, <laughs> I heard, I heard it happen um, as, you know, largest putting it on, on radio. And the weirdest thing happens to me when something happens that people know that I know about, or they know something. And my DMs ding, 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 oh. ding, ding. <laughs> like, like I only got to the DMs from people that like I you know interact with that I knew weren't like trying to like get you know like juicy details like if I responded to you that day it's because you know I I trusted that person to like not be you know gossipy type you know they were just like oh my god you know or whatever I didn't get to all of them if I didn't get to them doesn't mean I um doesn't mean I think that of you. It's just, I was trying to, it was so funny. I could tell because I always have a delay. I can't, I don't know what it is. Like if you're in the car, you have it live, but some people, it feels like they're not all from their car. Like they couldn't all be from their car and they're always ahead of me. I don't know. Anyway, so I could tell as the story was getting worse. (laughs) as my dms start going ding 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 oh my god and he was very apologetic and mario is so sweet mario like i don't think mario would take anything from him like i don't think he took a dime from him i mean he i'm he's doing whatever you know he's taking he's like i'm i'm on this 100 percent. it happens and um which would be a great subject if for one of our next episodes like what's the worst thing if you work in a restaurant or in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. or service industry, what? Because that's that. This was pretty bad, but I don't think this was any anywhere near being one of the worst situations. It What's one of the worst situations contained. you've ever experienced working in the restaurant or service industry? Yeah, we should have that. We should put that out there. I'm going. To, I'm yeah, going, I'm you want to put do that, that out today. There. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. We'll, because we'll I think this is one for this. This was definitely one for the books, but I don't think this, I don't think this makes top 10. I don't, of I your, think there are going to be some things that you've easy. seen, or is this for you and something that you've experienced either been there or arrived 10 minutes aftermath? Where does this place? Where does this for me yes. personally? Oh, um, like the whole situation for me personally, this is definitely one of the top seven. Okay. But I'm saying for restaurant owners or service industry workers, okay. I got to imagine that this doesn't even make the top 15 or 20. <laughs> well, the whole the, the thing is, this is a this is a funny scene. So luckily, they were on how they described it is the um, they, you know, it wasn't like the middle of the restaurant. It was like, there was only like, they said, oh, no, it was maybe off 10, to the side. Off to yeah, a they said spot. only maybe 10 or 15 people even knew what happened, which was, you know, who was throwing a, a block for them? Willie and Phil Sims, they were saying that's there what I was saying. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Set the scene. I forgot is that Phil part. Sims is sitting there. Willie's talking to him, and Phil Sims has to go. Uh, your friend, your uh, your guy over there is throwing up. <laughs> so Phil Sims is the one who tells Willie Cologne that his his uh, bidding war. <laughs> Oh my God. And then, so we go back. Throwing up. Oh God. I was telling you, we go back to Arturo's. Now, mind you, this is like, this is our spot, but this is also Phil Sims' spot. We see him right. regularly there. Yeah, you've told me that. Yeah. We come back, and now I'm sitting, Willie's to my right, largest to my left, and the bar is in front of me with Mike and Harry, and Phil Sims is standing behind me. We sat there laughing about this for the next <laughs> like And, you know, he's there with his wife and his, I think his mom was with him. Um, like his whole family was there. Like, they, and they did, they were like, you know, it happened. So I'm wondering for me being, this is definitely in my top 10. I don't think this is in Phil Sims' top 10. Probably not. <laughs> oh man, that was, uh, wow. That was, that was one for the books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's sort of like, you know what? Stuff does happen. Like, you know, and the end of it, you have to kind of, You've gotten to a point where you guys were laughing about it, at least. I know Large was intense yeah. <laughs> and not happy that night. And was this kind of maybe even Monday still? He was, you know, not good. I think people around just, uh, it's good that you don't make the situation any worse. You like kind of just taking care of things doesn't mean you're applauding him for throwing up. Right. You know, like just doing the right thing doesn't mean that you're saying oh yeah this doesn't matter that you did this like yeah it does matter like you shouldn't do that that was such a it, it wasn't you know a good thing to do it was not a smart or wise or any of that stuff so so gosh. that was a um so that was interesting okay so what so <clears throat> i think you have a ask me anything <laughs> i love this one i love it so i like how they now, and it's not them, it's just the people, the original poster, the OP. Um, the title of of what they're asking, there's always that, well, of course you are. Yes, you are. That's, yes, you, you, you say the sentence or the question and you're like, of course you're the asshole immediately. But then you read the story and you're like, oh, no, no. Because right, there's been right. some things I'm like, how can I side with this person <clears throat> with this title? And by the time I'm done, I'm like, not only are they not the asshole, <laughs> everybody else in the world is an asshole. And this person <laughs> is a saint. <laughs> okay, so here, here, here we go. 
am I the asshole for loudly booing at a friend's gender reveal party? Hmm. I love this so much. That was that drew me in because. Go ahead. I'll let you finish, and then I'll, I'll wait. Wait. <laughs> um, I um, he's a thirty-year-old male. Drive forty-five minutes outside of the city to go to my workmate's gender reveal party in the first place. I find these to be obnoxious, um, this to be an obnoxious new fad, but I try to be a good sport for the sake of my work relationship. I dress up, I bring a gift, I bring a bottle of wine for the party. I am trying. After much buildup, the couple stand in front of this box thing with gender reveal hidden inside. They pull a string. The box falls apart, confetti, streamers, et cetera, and there reads a message unassigned. (laughs) there are audible groans a few woke claps they launch into a um into a gender how gender and their decision not to assign their child a gender and i begin loudly and playfully booing no one else joins. no one else joins in sorry about that a few people pull me aside later in the night to lecture me, others to thank me. Okay. Now, I don't want to begrudge them raising their child however they want, and I don't have anything against trans people. But I thought bringing us so far out of our way under the already lame pretense of a gender reveal, then using it as an opportunity to posture and preach was lame, insincere, and asshole-ish in the extreme. Am I the asshole? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you agree with me. (laughs) You know, the thing is, I like um, the the meme or like if that I like thought of was that one from, I think it's from um, Parks and Rec where the guy like leans in and he goes, it's the worst. (laughs) worst. Yeah, exactly. And I think of the emoji with the little, the big yellow face and just the head is blowing off the top. However, with this guy, am I, is he the asshole? 100% no. Maybe the booing part. I'm not a big fan of making people feel bad. I don't, I don't think. I think it's, I I imagine it as that playful booing, kind of like that kid, like Like leaning in and going the worst. You could go, oh, oh, boo, or something, Mm -hmm. you know. Like if they're gonna insist on pushing their opinions on you, well then you can you have the right to speak up because you were invited to a, an opinion party. Because that's if, not a gender reveal party. What if that's you were invited party. to a wedding? What's and that? then what if you're invited to a wedding? You get there, like I mean, and you, you know, Mike, let's go. And you got you bought a dress, you did this, you, you know, you get in, you can sit inside, you're sitting there, you're waiting. They do the whole like the march, you know, bride comes down. You know, they're about to, you know, who gives us, you know, right away or whatever, turns around. We've gathered you here today to say that, you know, until like everyone has equal right or until this or that, <gasps> we, are, we, even though we're a couple, we've, we're not going to get married and like to, you know, stand with everyone who, who hasn't been able to, you know, or for whatever reason. That's not a wedding. That's an opinion party. And I would oh, be pissed. This is what I this was. I wouldn't want to go that. Yeah, that's exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's not a gender reveal party. That's a, that's an opinion party because a gen, like, it's actually, it's actually more insulting to the kid because you're actually exploiting them. 
Like that's that's so dis- that's that's a disrespect party. I'm starting to wonder if some of the people who, I, I, if you're if you're woke and you're doing this and and um, not the not the crappy party part, but the whole like we're not going to make you play with this and we're not going to dress you in blue and give you fire trucks only and and then be like ultra weird if you like a doll, you know. Like I, I just hope that they're not trying i it feels like i've read i not feel like i've read some stories where parents almost go on that like where they try to change their kid to be less than what the kid is being naturally kind of like when someone's left-handed but their parents make them be right-handed because they don't want someone being (laughs) left-handed so they like alter the the person you mean like like the nuns in catholic school when we were little yeah well Mm. it's just like you know, like How'd you knew Bridget wanted a baby because she wrapped a football up and made a baby. You know, it's you the like, first kid. I think people, I think parents do that you know? whole gender thing with the first kid because you automatically do it to the second and third kid because you just don't like. I'm not spending another, you know, thousand dollars on toys. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, your brother has toys. Play with them, and you do. You almost do that not mm-hmm. on purpose. You know, Finn happened to be a boy after the, but the girl came along. We were like, I'm not spending another thousand dollars on toys. I did it with the first one because I was an idiot because it was my first and I'm not doing that. So yeah, she came out with a football wrapped <laughs> and she was holding it on, but she was burping a football. Mike's like, oh, we should buy her a doll. <laughs> should get her a doll. But she wanted it. And you saw that she wanted it. Yeah, and the I other mean, thing I'm, would I'm be to be to like, be. oh no, that's not, you're not a, oh no, we, we're not forcing you to be a girl. Don't burp that baby. Don't want that baby. Don't want that doll. Like that's, that's the part right. that I'm starting to wonder like I I understand correction was needed because some people were really you know you know made to live horrible lives as children Uh, I I get that I told I've seen it I've I get it it's just you can't go on the other extreme and then tell them that they're not allowed to be who they are exactly you know I think when we were kids I mean I don't I can't speak for everybody else but like I said I you know I was my dad was a very big part of my my upbringing my parents really didn't stress a gender or sexuality in any capacity you know my dad gave me my dad gave me his old rotary phone the black phone from his desk and he gave me board games all stock market board games (laughs) honest to god he used to give me fake money i would have i would have money in my pocket i'd have like like a wad of fake cash that i would keep in my back pocket like a dude like him because i would emulate him you know what i mean like i wanted to be him so bad because i idolized my father i didn't think of i didn't think i was gonna have 15 girlfriends I never looked at it from that perspective, but I always had, I always had a pencil behind my ear. I always had a wad of fake cash in my pocket. I'm, I, I'm, I'm being, I used to drive his boat around. I used to be able to back in. I mean, he would let me sit on his lap and drive all the way into Brooklyn on his lap so he could read the paper. I mean, I know that sounds so, I mean, I, like I said, I had a very unconventional, <laughs> but I mean, it, he never, in, like I never looked at that stuff as, male versus female i was until once i swear to god until once i woke up one more he was wake i was upset because he was going fishing deep sea fishing which i loved to do and he was going with all like he was bringing all he was going with all the guys like his friends i mean i never i didn't care about that until 
Eddie Pizzuli was allowed to bring Anthony. And I was not allowed to go. And I flipped out. I must have been about seven. I flipped out. I was like, and I mean, if I wish, like, you know, when you know, when you hit that age where you wish you knew how to curse or what cursing mm-hmm. was, like, I still didn't know what it was because my father never cursed, ever. And I, I knew there was something I was missing. I just didn't know it was the word fuck, you know, <laughs> like, but I was pissed. And I'll never forget it. And he knew I was angry with him before going to bed. And he got up the next morning at like 3.30 and, and I was up in my room. My bed was made. I was all dressed. And he was like, what, what are you doing up? I'm like, well, you know, nothing. Like I gave him the whole, you mother, like I was pissed. And he was like, you are really that angry that you're not allowed to go. He's like, give me a reason why. He's like, it's all guys. Like I'm going with all my buddies. I said, but Anthony's going. Anthony was a year younger than me. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's a, he's a, but he's a guy. I'm like, what does that matter? I can, I can, you know, hook a killie better than everybody. I can drive your boat. The, like half of those guys can't. And I'm arguing, I'm having this debate with my dad at 3.30 in the morning in my bedroom. He was like, you're 100% right. He's like, let's go. And he, t- and he took me with him. And I was one of the only ones who didn't get sick. I was one of the only ones who caught, like we caught between the two of us, I think he and I caught like 130 bluefish. Like we, <laughs> we killed it. And I was trolling, I was driving the boat for, we had a great day. And I'm like, that was the only time I ever really saw like a difference by that point in, in gender. Like it was just because I was a girl. And then he was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Come with me. And even though he was like this big Wall Street guy where it was a you know, very sexist environment, he didn't, he didn't cater to it. Ever since then, he never, he never treated me like the girl or a girl. I was always treated as an equal. He always pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. And then, you know, that's, and I think that's why I ended up working for him ultimately taking over because it was like, what is the fact that you have an extra something down there where I have two extra up here? What does that matter? Like it did, you know, so he didn't raise me to have a, an agenda or identity until that day. And then it didn't really go work out well for him, <laughs> but you have to choose your own. And I don't think I'm any less of a girl or any less feminine for the way that I was raised. Cause I wasn't dolls weren't forced upon me. Girls like cash. We actually spend it just yeah. as well as everybody else. If not better. <laughs> Except me, who like is, it pains me to spend any money at all, especially on myself. So I'm just, I'm a mess anyway. <laughs> but on. it's your right to do that. That's not because you're a girl. No, no, it's just circumstances and situational. Exactly. But that's, but that's or, and, oh, I should say, I never liked shopping. Like I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to my mom because uh, the youngest flew out. California and I took him to the airport on Tuesday morning and <laughs> I would I called on my way home um from work and I was like hey how you know how's it going and she was like oh it's fine now when we start talking we sound like an episode of the Californians on SNL oh do you <laughs> but it's to be a fly on that wall right so she was like, oh, we're, we're at such and such and, and we're, but we're about to go over this way. And how she described it, I was like, oh, I'm like, did you take the, did you take the five to the 78 to the 15 or to the whatever? <laughs> I mean, 
she's like, no, we ended up going over here to the, and she used a, a, a like an, another thing, but it was to the, the, to the, this, to the, that, to the one sixty. Jersey people 15. do that too. We only talk directions. It yes. drives but a we, lot of people crazy. Everything has a, the, like it's the five, the 15. It's oh. the in front of everything. It's always been that way. So we were in, and then my kid in the back, six, four, again, he's, he's a big, I can hear his deep voice. How do you remember any of this stuff? And my mom's like, she's a California girl. She's a California girl. <laughs> that is so up. funny. It's just, oh my yeah. God. I love that. <laughs> so, so that was, that was my, my drive home from, um, from that. And I know that we were talking about something and, and I got sidetracked. But, no, um, I love that. That's exactly. Do you sound like your mom? My mother, my sister, and I all sound exactly the same. And it drives me crazy because I don't want to sound like them because they sound so either Jersey or Brooklyn. I don't know, but I, do, I must sound like that too because everybody's like, you three sound so much alike. And I'm like, no, I don't want to sound like <laughs> I've I've actually had people reach out to me and they're like, now that I've listened, I definitely know who's talking because uh, Annie because sounds so this. And then they're like, and you really are West Coast. You've I have tried very very um, hard in my life to stop sounding like a Valley Girl, and so I don't anymore. You don't at all. What do I sound? Do I sound more Jersey or more Brooklyn? I get both because both I my parents are from Brooklyn. I think it's a, I think it's like a hybrid. You know, I but. should have my girlfriend Tina on. People will be happy to turn down their their radio the volume on their radios because she is. She could, honest to God, they could do a skit on her on SNL for Jersey. Honest to God. Oh, she I, could be like- My oh, hand to God. She uh, has the, she has the classic Jersey girl twang. Okay. And it makes, it, it almost makes me sound like a Brit. <laughs> She's, that's how, that's how, um, how strong her accent is. I don't even see, I don't even know what words it is that I say that sound so much that way. And I'm like, I, I would love to take a class to see how many words I have to correct to not sound that way. Cause I know Mike worked very hard on losing his Brooklyn accent when he went to Indiana. Oh, okay. When he was in Notre Dame for, you know, four years, you know, he, he tried very hard to break it. Mm -hmm. And so now when, now when he's on the radio and he's around Willie, it flips he's in. so like he's so back like he yeah. says things and I'm like that's not how I met him how he sounded when I met him you know yeah. <laughs> like he's, it's slowly coming back and it's funny it's because difficult when it happens when you see people's faces when you're talking so this is what happened I have um my father's side is from Ohio so I used to spend summers and and different times of the year in Ohio and Indiana so I have like this big heartland like background too. I have this weird, you know, I'm from California, have a heartland uh, background and I'm on the uh, East Coast now. So um, I would talk and they would look at me and they would all like, after I was done, they would like look at each other like, all right, who knows what she's talking about? Because they could not understand me. Like oh, I, so my funny. Valley girl, my, my accent, my California accent was so thick and so like I, used I don't all notice the, it. All it doesn't terms. sound ignorant at all. It doesn't have like a, like I, sometimes I think mine does. So I have to, like, I got to work on that because I don't want to be like a, you know, sound like a gum snapper. 
<laughs> I, I, oh, I don't know. I, I, this is the problem. When I started, uh, when I started editing the podcast, I had to take out the pauses because I have, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk and um, keep up, but I'm much more like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like a hamster in a wheel. Yeah. And I I'll like, I'll take a pause and I'll be like, mm, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to like to, to keep up with it. But I, I realized that I took much longer breaks and I'll, I have like a natural like break in my, but it's not really good for podcasting, especially when your podcast partner can like speak right over you. And you're just like, all right, she said See, what I, I wanted to say. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm talking about speed. Like speed wise, you're like, and I'm just like, yep, she said it. That's good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have to practice articulating my words better. Uh, same, same. Because I write better, like the thoughts and I can write it immediately. So if I was writing all of this like if you were talking and I had to somehow type this back in real time to sh tell you what I was thinking I'm much better at that for whatever reason I'm just I don't know I'm working on it I'm working on it so um we had some interesting feedback from the babysitting thing oh, and I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring up uh, the reason I want to want to bring this up is because I think more or less people fell in that um, they realized that your point was in the end, she should have made money, um, cash. And if she could have, you know, somehow hustled it into like still doing her job and then gotten the cash then Absolutely. maybe or whatever. But, um, I think, I think after more information came out from that, um, poster that it, it wasn't quite that case, like there was no way she was going to be able to do that. So like people got your point, um, people got my point and then the amount um, was almost dead, even 15 or $20 per hour. And um, if she lives in such a rural, for, like for one child, 15 to $20 per hour for you one? Your babysitter. Oh. And then your, um, the number one was one and a half for the, the subsequent, like the, the second, the third, the fourth, um, child. So mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, like the, it would have, <clears throat> Like for 20, it would have been, um, if it was a $20 charge for two kids, it would have been 30, you know, for the 10 and then so on and so on. So we weren't, it, the girl wasn't really far off in the end, the girl had nothing, you know, she didn't want to do it. And she had more or less said no, but the, I guess the cousin had said, you know, kind of pushed and asked for that number. But I saw that Kevin is posting about being um alone with his kids did you see this <clears throat> i did i responded yesterday oh, okay yeah and you know it's interesting how people people i think people who don't have kids or maybe have things a little bit easier or something um in their head they they're like they'll just throw out the negative like i people who just throw out the negative not That's in the point of being do. ironic or funny or sarcastic like it's not even funny like it's like you're just negative and you're dumb like there is something about being left alone with kids knowing that you're you're you know when you do rely on going to work to get that like adult right. time you know oh, when yeah. you do rely on 
having someone else come in so that you can at least divide and conquer bedtime or bath time or or something. Right. So um, can I read it? Can I read Kevin's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Kevin Clancy from Borstal Sports posted this on Twitter yesterday. The following takes place between Thursday morning, 5 a.m. and Sunday evening, 5 p.m. My nanny is away. My baby mama is away. I'm now on the clock solo with the kids for the next 84 hours. And then he puts an emoji like, like a, what the fuck do I do? And he's got the 24 countdown from that mm-hmm. TV show, 24. So some guy trolls him. Some guy trolls him and he writes, real life parenting doesn't have nannies. And so Kevin responds, fuck off with this take. It's the two year 2020. Kids cost a billion dollars. I got to choose between having no money and being real, a real parent. I guess I'll be a fake parent with a job. I think the guy that trolled him was 100% wrong and is living in a fake world. Honest to God, he's living and he's, he's got his head so far up his ass. He's either got a ton of dough, is no kids living in, in his mother's basement, you know, feeding off that gravy train, probably, and maybe who knows, maybe with kids, who knows? But I mean, that, that, we were in the doctor's office. I was in the doctor's office with large when that came up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mike says to me, Jesus, you got smoke coming out of your thumbs. I was so, I was so pissed because Kevin's such a good dad and he's always with those kids and they both work. They're yeah. two working parents. It's not like, it's not and he like. He has them half the week. He like, does. At, he's, at least. So. To, and he's hands on. He, that guy is hands on with everything. I get it. Whatever happened between him and his wife, that's between him and his wife and, and he's, you know, whatever. But he's a good dad. It, it pissed me off. This is what I wrote in response. I posted, a happy person raises happy kids. If a nanny, extra bathroom, door lock, panic room helps you be happier, do it. Make no apologies. You're raising good people and in the real world. And in the real world, a lot of people suck. This guy must be miserable. And it's like, to think that all kids don't have some sort of babysitting in some capacity, whether it's, all parents need an outlet because raising kids especially when you're trying to raise good kids, you're hands-on, which is exactly what he always promotes. It's hard. You need your, you need your, your alone time, your private time. And to have 24 seven nonstop, that's tough. That's tough. So you find you take your outlets, but if you're used to having a schedule and the kids are used to having a schedule and now that schedule has been blown up for whatever the reason because vacations happen, sickness happens, life happens, real life happens. It's hard. He's not saying he's not going to, he's not doing, oh, I got, I got so angry yesterday. (laughs) No, he's being real. But I think it's interesting that people don't, can't even look at it from a different aspect. Like if you worked those same hours, would you want a break? Would you just kind of look at your coworkers or or yourself and just be like, I got to get up from this desk and I, I need like, I need 15 minutes just to like clear my head and you're not, and that's not dealing with kids. Like you need to right. do that during the day. You need that at lunchtime. You need that at different times um, during your day when you're not around your kids. What makes you think that you're at your best when they've asked you for something or have done something or have ruined, you know, something that you set up or destroyed a room for the seventh time. Like there are times where you're not your best self and a break is, you know, like that mental clarity of like of some sort of respite coming in and helping out because the kids need you at your best. 
they, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I found that to be so, so weird. I, I just wonder about these people that post on his stuff when he's, when he's talking about his kids. Like, do they have a clue? Are they guys that are clueless and they're, maybe their wives are struggling and they're just like, oh, you need to man up. My wife does that all the time. Like, she's not. And then she's she's literally in the corner right now, frazzled, <laughs> like just like losing. Locking her. herself in the bathroom? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. I, I feel like I need to have words for this, but like, I just, I, I felt like what you said was is exactly it. Yeah, you need you need a break. You need. I mean, how could you possibly like? It's almost like um, mental warfare. If you don't get a break, you're going to lose your mind. And moms or dads or anybody raising people need a break because you're trying to raise good people. You don't just want to raise a, a kid, a per, you know, a, a a person to just exist in the world. You you want that person to be adaptable. You want that person to contribute. You want that person to volunteer. You want that person to make this world a better place and be a part of some of the greater good, unless you're some kind of psychopath. And, and, and at the same time, you love this person. So you, you want to do your best. So to think that, and if, and if doing your best and if ra- to raise this person, to be a, a, a functioning adult who has empathy and is kind you can afford a nanny or some sort of help to help you raise this person to be a good person. You're not doing it to make this person a terrible person because then you wouldn't hire a nanny at all. Obviously you're all, you're doing it for the benefit of good. So if that's what you're using as to make this a good functioning environment and it's not there, yeah, you're going to lose your mind. But to get, Oh, I just, I thought that was just such a, um, I, I wonder if ignorant people- statement if people hear the word nanny and think only a certain level of class or, or of funds have nannies. It's a babysitter. It's a, it's a, yeah, it, um, that's what people need to understand. It's somebody who knows your kids. So then they are then invested when, you know, you, you get that person who like that you see every day or sees the kids every day or five times a week after a while, they, they love, you know, your kids are, they'll go shopping, they'll be at Target, they'll do something, they'll like, oh, you know, little, you know, Maria loves this, you know, like, whatever it is. And then they'll like, oh, I brought this for, you know, like, they end up doing little things. And yes, it's their job to watch your children, you know, as you go, you know, make money to provide for those children. And it's an endearing term for babysitter. Right. But it is, that's what it is. It's not like she's, you know, this isn't Downton Abbey and there's like nannies like that. Like it's, it's the person that his kids rely on outside of the actual family to be there for them. So, yeah. So I, I isn't like the technical term for nanny and nurse. Probably. Yeah. And a nanny is a child nurse. Like they take care of you. Like it's like from, mm-hmm. it's just a British term for babysitter. Like it's just. Yeah. If I remember caretaker. right, I this, is, this is going back a, a ways uh, with Kevin. I'm pretty sure it's uh, the woman's from Ireland too. Yeah. I mean, I my, my like kids call Irish... my mother-in-law Nana. Yeah. And I they, you know, they'll call her a, nanny at times, you know, like uh, um, an Irish uh, lady. And he, you know, she, I guess, you know, having her has been, you know, really helpful, especially through the split and everything. So talk about having another constant 
in their lives through something. I mean, that's even, you know, other people have things and it blows up and then the kids are left with nobody that they know except one parent and everything else is new. Um, I looked up the definition of nanny. A nanny is a person who provides childcare. Typically, this care is given within the children's family setting. Throughout history, nannies were usually servants in large households and reported directly to the lady of the house. Today, modern nannies, like other domestic workers, may live in or out of the house depending on their circumstances and those of their employment. It's just an endearing term for child care. Meaning your children are in their homes. They're not going to a daycare. Nothing against daycares, just there's a difference between going to a daycare versus having somebody, you know, be able to take your kids home, pick them up from school, take them to their house. You know, if they're not feeling well, they're in their own bed. They're not, you know, at a daycare um, situation. It's just, it's a, t- a different situation. And I don't think he should have been dragged for that. I think he's being very real. He was the original pod father. He's talking about real life. Like, Hey, yeah. this, things aren't always, you know, super sunny. Like I love my kids, but I know that, man, at our, you know, certain, certain hours and plus he's working plus everything that's happened with baseball this week. I know we're not a sports podcast, but I'm losing my mind. And, um, and then it hit the Mets. So then he had to, he had to do a podcast and his kids were running around and he's trying to podcast with another pod father, Clem. So imagine dumping on someone for doing the best they can. Yeah. That's just like, that's hey, a, and that's a whole nother trying. that we can do. Yeah. You're, you're trying and you're a dad and, and how dare you? Like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. So Seriously. I have a question for you. Oh, good. There's a, um, just because we're older women, I wanted to touch on this topic because I, I, I presented a question this past week. <laughs> my, my question was something about, does your horny ass ever write checks that normal you can't cash? And boy, did I get some stories. Like, it was really great. I'm actually going to ask right now for more for people to, because I want to do a whole episode on this. Um, or or something because it's what do you so, mean? Do you talk dirty and then when the time comes you fall asleep? I think I think there are things that get said to, when you hear stories. People are like, I can't believe I said that. I don't know what I was doing. I said I wanted to you know do whatever, and then like you come down off of it, it like whatever you know, and you you clear the you clear the pipes. You sleep on it or whatever. You wake up the next morning and you get a text from a friend going, I can't believe I told a guy blah, blah, blah last night. (laughs) 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 Or a guy friend is like. But I think, I think you, I think it's two different. I I think it's two different things. I think for a, this is going to sound so sexist and (laughs) I totally mean it too. (laughs) And then there's, because there is, it's true. I think you have to talk dirty to a guy, your husband. I, I just think you have to talk dirty to them as often as you can. Okay. And maybe it's lying because you know, like, you know, it's not going to happen because when do you have the time? Like, it's not going to, you just, you just run into life, like real life. And this is going to drive me crazy now because Clancy's always going to be on the forefront of my brain now with this real life thing because yep. real life exists. Right. But I think you have, 
real life does get in the way. But you have to live it that as most fun and most interesting as you can. So I will always, I always write dirty things to him. I always send him dirty suggestions. Always, always, always. And if I really thought about it, no, they're not going to come true because we actually really have a real life. Like it, things just get in the way. On the flip, and that's me because I think men need that. Just like I, this this might this is gonna, this might piss you off, but I do think that in a relationship, I think like sex is something that a wife should do, and oh, a man should so do, a husband should do too. Oh, I, I think yeah, it's got to be both ways. No, no, we agreed on that. The the cookie. Oh, the cookie! Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Okay, good. Yes. The cookie, everybody, that's right. We both agree that everybody should get a reward. There's a whole bunch of reasons, but it's just because- No, I meant like in a frankly, relationship. Bad like, sex is not something I'm going to go chase after. So hopefully I'll, you know, if I ever get in, you know, if I ever meet somebody who you know, likes me halfway, yeah, I'm just going to bang his brains out. But, you know, that's another story. <laughs> so, <laughs> my daughter listens to this podcast. Okay, we're going. <laughs> but I did, but I also think that men have to lie to women. And I'm not saying lying is good. I'm not saying and I'm definitely not referring to cheating or anything like that. But I think men just don't give a shit about certain things like a, like what you're wearing or what shoes. Both shoes look exactly the same. It makes no difference. But I do think that if a guy can tell that the girl loves one the way she feels in one more than the other, like I think he's got to lie to her. Like, I don't think men care. They don't ask that question, but girls do. So I think girls need to be lied to. White lies. I'm not, I'm not, you know, stuffing that's going to just boost their ego because that's going to make both of you have a better night. And I do think that girls have to talk dirty to their guy. Like, I just think they do. It just, I, I just agree with it. If, is it going to come to fruition? Like, is the, is the actual, you know, consummating that idea going to happen? Probably not. You know, so you, I think these people who say like that the next day, like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. They probably shouldn't think twice about it because 99% of the time, what you worry about never happens anyway. <laughs> so go oh, with it. true for relationships. What I was, um, I, I saw something. It was just, it was interesting timing. Let's just put it that way. I can't really go in, go into it and I can't really reveal certain things, but there was this, there was this um, girl had posted some stuff about dating and I, it, it kind of hit me at the perfect time. So it wasn't really her per se that did it, but it just kind of hit me in this way of like, oh, you know, like I don't know that world. I'm really out of that world. And so I asked this question and then that question ended up giving me DMs and I got right. DMs from people, uh, women, guys, just, you know, like, yeah. And like, you know, there was a woman who, yeah, I was feeling kind of horny, my horny ass decided to to meet up with this guy who wanted to meet up with me and she was like yeah like in my bio I had put like yeah I like to call guys dad you know like it was she was like she did the whole like right you know she was trying to be cute and funny and like her bio with like yeah I really like to you know I want to find the right guy to call daddy and all of this stuff and everything the guy was literally into it to a point that when she didn't do it enough oh. he was like were you lying to you like as he's like having sex with her and she's just like I just wanted to get laid <laughs> <laughs> I get I <laughs> 
I guess if you're selling a bag, a bag of good, I mean, but she was like, oh my God, I didn't realize that there was like, there were like people who were like, and I guess he was like super dominant and like he was doing certain things and it was oh. very daddy focused. It was, oh. and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll, that, yeah, that, that'll, yeah. That, you're going to run into that every now and then. Yep. <laughs> But I thought that was funny. And I'm, I'm using this one just because I thought it was just so funny. She was just like, and she was like, she came just totally clean. She was like, that was my horny ass writing checks. I could not cash. Right, because right. when it came time to it, she was just like, we're just going to do this, right? And then she was not playing the role Ooh. that he thought. And it was it was just so funny to me. So, But there's nothing wrong with her being like at the same time. You know what? I thought I'd be into this. I'm not. I'm not digging it. And if she yeah, wasn't she, it, the thing is what she told me she was she went into a bit of detail but like the guy had there's like a whole like subculture of doing certain things and like oh, yeah. she didn't do any of that and he was like you're not into this at all like you don't do any of the other things and I guess there's a whole bunch of other things that they would do is very interesting and I was I like I don't, I, oh, I I don't understand that world yeah because I'm just not interested in it I haven't yeah. done that like I don't have any interest in exploring that either I'm, I just don't, I don't have a problem with it. I got, I mean, to each well, I like the fact that you guys have been married for so long, but you still like, you've been married this long and you still send him dirty stuff. You still oh, yeah. send him dirty thoughts. Like, I think that's <laughs> healthy and right and completely uh, all of that. So, okay. So you being married and, and you have mentioned things to me about dating and, and one day maybe I will or, or won't, who knows. But if I were to meet someone. Yes. What, what is the acceptable age of a guy? Now let's just like put what, it this way. Like, could you date younger then? Yeah, let's put which this way, way. What wouldn't be creepy? Let's just say this. Like I'm creeped out that Leonardo would, dates a 23 year old. He's older than me. Come on, he's older than me. He, that creeps me out. Yeah. So let's just put it this way: like the guy would have to be um, independent. Um, have a job be you know stable like this isn't a guy trying to come live with me in my house and you know and play video games all day like this is that's not the world we're talking about we're talking about like if I met somebody who like had his shit together right like does it matter now that I'm mid 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 40s mid yeah 40s you're in your 40s (sighs) (laughs) does it matter the age now there's a chart and we're both looking at the chart right Does this chart do you think it's mostly for men so like if there's a guy that's say 45 and he meets a 30 year old girl that's okay on this chart that's like the extreme I, my dad married somebody that was five years older than me mm-hmm. and i i couldn't stand it and she was evil which but she was evil stuff i know we have to have it we have to have it that's coming it's coming i swear it's yeah coming. Um, but if, if I, you know, if I met someone, what would you, like, what would you think? Like, I'm trying to think of who's single in your world that would like freak you out. So, but I, so I'm using me as an example. I guess anybody in their thirties is fair game. I think twenties is kind of creepy. Like, okay. So like if a guy's 29. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, like if he's a mature, like I'm, th- I'm when I say twenties, I think like like 27 and younger that's still like you know okay that's young 
But I mean, it dep- I don't know. I mean, and like you could meet someone who's 25 who's extremely mature. That's yeah, that's true. You know, like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like some people I'm shocked when I find out that they're 23. And then some people I find out they're 33 and I'm like, no. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. No, I'm just wondering because you know the chart has this little thing here. And I was just like, oh, I'm very curious of what others believe is okay. If you're 35, you couldn't date anyone less than 24 years old. I think, I think, honest to God, I think 25 and younger have to stay together, like within like three or four years of each other. Okay. You know, like if you're 29, you can get away with dating a 24 year old, anything older than that. I just, I don't know. Okay. Cause this is the, the half age plus seven rule. Yeah. No, I, so I don't know. if you're I think 40, it, you could do um, half your age, you're 20 plus seven. So if you're, I, 40, I was going to say 28. Yeah. So 27, yeah. I guess if you're a mature 27 year old. Right. And I do think it's different girl guy. Like if the girl is older and the guy is younger, I find that a little odd. I don't know why I shouldn't, but I do. I, I it's, I, I don't know, but I guess because I know girls are so much more in general mature. Then guys, but I'm also, see, it's, it's, un, it's unfair for me. It's unfair for me to give my opinion because I don't find a 25, I don't find a 35 year old guy attractive. Right. Like I just don't. So I, for me to even give my opinion almost doesn't make sense. And my dad dated, marrying someone who was so much younger than him, who was so close to my age, like that's, I just always thought that was creepy. Like I didn't like that. And she's she, also like, a horrible person, but a horrible person that made, that, Oh, I could write like if a, she was, I'm, she I'm was like one of your favorite. Yeah. If she was like one of your favorite, think about one of your favorite people. And oh, just the girl that he them, did before her that yeah. I wanted him mm-hmm. to marry. I loved. And she was like within, we'll say seven, maybe within 10 years. I mean, I don't know how much old, I don't even know her age and I loved her, but she wanted kids. He didn't. And so he just settled for this, uh, this hair. Oh my God. I'm telling you, I'm writing a screenplay for a lifetime. And I, it, it should get picked up because they have real housewives of New Jersey, real housewives of Atlanta. They need the real housewives of nine 11. Oh, I got it all. (laughs) There are some, there are really, if you were in a, there were a lot of people that were in unhappy marriages and when 9-11 came, mm-hmm. boy, you really saw, you saw people like, mm-hmm. like, I swear to God, my dad's wife was just, she, anywho, I, I'm unfair. it's unfair for me to say if somebody who's 45 could have a, you know, a, a normal relationship with somebody who was 24, because I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't find, I don't find anybody under the age of like 37. 38 right. attractive. I just don't. Yeah. So it, that, it would that be, was it my, would be, it would be insensitive for me to give an opinion. Yeah. That was my, that was my original thinking that there was no way that I could, for one thing, I don't date. So it's also kind of like a, a whole like mental shift to actually think about someone in dating and then go, then why would I date and then pick somebody who was 30 um, or 31 and I thought, oh, I just, I don't see that happening because I'm not like going after, like my mind doesn't think about, you know, like younger guys for the sake of younger guys, which is such a cougar type thing. So um, with us I being of that, that phrase. I know with us being of that age and that term being thrown at you, 
um, or not maybe at you, but at me just because of, you know, age, like, oh, you're that age. Oh, I didn't know you're that age. Oh, so you're a cougar. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, like that's like, I think that's such an insensitive term too. Yeah. See, I just, I just it, it, it does stop. It does stop me cold when I hear it. Um, so anyway, I thought I'd get your, your thoughts on that. So I think that, I, I don't know, cougar is a mean term, but I guess guys have been called sugar daddies for a long time. That's not really a nice thing to say either. Right? You know? Yeah, especially if it's actually a really good relationship, which yeah. you know, it could happen. So 